Start us off, bro. Brendo, 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 Brendo. Wherefore the Brendo man comes, Oscar Olympics depression and funds. Wherefore the Brendo man comes, Oscar Olympics depression and funds. Wherefore the Brendo man comes. Oscar Olympics depression and fun. Special boy. Wherefore the Brendo man comes. Oscar Olympics depression and fun. Special boy. Special the Brendo man comes. Oscar Olympics depression and fun. Wherefore the Brendo man comes. Oscar Olympics depression and fun. Live. This is happening live. One take. We have a special boy here on Radio Brendo Man. Very special boy. Who's the special boy? Special boy is Justin Ammerman. You're a comedian. Yes. You're in the studio. You're staying in our. You you broken into our COVID bubble. Well, I mean, yes, I did burst the bubble. How does it feel to be in the bubble? It's a good bubble. It's a good bubble to be in. What bubble is this, bro? Who are we? What is this? This is Radio Brendo Man. I'm Brendan Creasy. I'm Carson Crashley. We're brothers. I'm Justin Ehrman. Not brothers. Not of relations, but we're we're now bubble bubble brothers. Yeah. Bubble bubble boys. Bubble boys. Talking about bubble trouble, you know. We're just this is just going to be an all bubble riffing podcast today. Bub bros. What do you think? Yeah. Sure. Bubba bubba. We yeah. should be chewing, chewing it. We got Lil in the background. She's a little bubbaloo. Lil's taken to Justin pretty well. well really... I mean, it's the most exciting thing to happen in her life. I mean, probably. Yeah, a new, a new god comes into the house, and Andy's nice. What? And he's nice and tall. And he's got more magic screens for her to play with. To draw on and to look at art. Yep, look at obscene art and say, Mommy! It's not obscene. It's, she's, she's referring to her favorite painting of all time. There's which, a face coming out of a butthole, man. It's kind of obscene. It's a face, but maybe it looks like boobs and breasts. And she's into it, and that's what her world is. Boobs and butts and breasts. Special boy. Special boy. He's a special boy. Well, that's today's Bubble Riffin' podcast. No, Theme song, Oscar Olympics. We're doing that still. Yeah. Um, we'll get to that, but you know, we talk about depression too. Yeah, I've been. Uh, I don't know. Today, I think the snow hit me, and I, I slept for a couple hours. The snow made you sad. I guess the snow is supposed to. Sad. Sad gives me really bad anxiety. I had a rough day at work, and then it was Ooh. like, but what makes a rough day at work in the. Um... I'm not fast enough. Oh, yeah. Does that bring up anxiety? Yeah. Because your whole life you've never been fast enough. I feel like it sometimes. Except where you're on that alpine slide. Then you were too fast. You <laughs> was on an alpine slide in China. We covered this a couple episodes ago. That was really fun, actually. Ooh. I didn't die. It wasn't like Action Park where that guy died on the alpine slide. Oof. Yeah. That was a really good documentary, though, but it was sad. Yeah, it was, it was like this. This was like jackass come to life. It was co- it was a part of our culture. You knew it. The the counselors were there and they were partying and they had good times and 
And yeah, people died. And this mom is like, give me back my son. My son's dead. Like, Did you guys watch the movie with Johnny Knoxville? Yeah, I saw that in the theater. Oh, jeez. <laughs> this one I had movie pass. Oh, yeah, that, that's, that's, a, that's a good big, excuse for it. Big movie pass fan here. Yeah. Movie Pass was the best thing that ever happened. It was awesome. Like I would, I would just go see a movie instead of sit in traffic. Like yeah. any, any, it, I would just plan my day around. I'll go see a movie eventually today. See, I feel like Movie Pass was a gateway drug to a drug I'd already partook on, which was binging movies by myself. I feel like a lot of folks maybe socially, maybe it was on their radar, but Movie Pass just opened up the floodgates. I mean, yeah, for me, it was great, because I've always done that anyways, but I think, yeah. My friend, Phil... Ooh, it brought went, you back, because you were anti I was out of the theaters, man. I was people done. are talking. Spoilers. <laughs> I was just sick of people being assholes. Yeah. And spoiler alert. This guy behind me is the spoiler. And, uh, and, and I had stopped going, except for, like, Marvel movies and other big the, uh, things... The, poles ...that you want to see in the theaters. Yeah. And... And then movie pass happened, and I saw everything. I saw like even if it's if it sounded remotely interesting, I would go see it. I saw a lot of random shit. Yeah, like movie pass is just like the saving grace because like that I was working a job where it would have been like two hours of traffic every day, but instead I just went and saw a movie for an hour and a half and then drove thirty minutes home. Nice. Yeah, I did the regal pass when I was on paternity leave. Oh, and yeah. uh, that was kind of like a weak ass version of it at Regals, but that was like a movie a week, right? No, no, it was it was, a, it was just at Regals. Oh, but so that was pretty awesome because there's a they they between the Fox Tower in Portland and the ones in the suburbs. Was that the one with everything. the slushy machine? Oh yeah, they have like, rum these, and coke like slushies. rum and coke slushies that yeah. are really good. But yeah, that was how Lillian's first movie was. Um, Once upon a time in Hollywood. <laughs> Did she like like mommy's it? at work. Daddy's got hours to kill. Let's go. She, she. I got. I never. I got there early. She was sleeping through the entire previews. And this was talking about like you know, we're talking about twenty, twenty twenty previews, so like twenty minutes of previews and, and ads. Yeah. And then the second, the second the real opening credits hit, she was up. She was up. But what we would do is we would just like uh, go stand in the side and then that would calm her down. Then I'd try to sit down and sometimes it would work. So really I'm like half watching 20 minutes. Yeah. She'd pop again. I'd go outside and instead of waiting and going back in, I would just go to a different movie. So we saw <laughs> every single movie but like 10 minutes here, 20 minutes there. That's one way to do it. They're strict. They're, this, this guy, I respect him for it. Uh, he bounced us. He wouldn't let us into the Joker. Don't they have assigned seats and everything? Well, they were like, well, you... Um, no, they don't. Not at this one. Uh. Um, they were like, well, we, it's a regal policy. We can't... You can't bring someone who's five years... Under five years in our movie. Like, well, I'm the dad. <laughs> and this guy who couldn't be more than 20 was like, it's the policy. And I'm like, okay. Okay. Fair. Um, give me a ticket for Abominable... And I will sneak in with my baby to go I'm see. Gonna, I'm, I'm, Nothing keeps daddy away from the Joker. If you can't find these junior mints, you're not going to find the baby. I was going through my old... I don't have them anymore, but I had them a while ago. My old movie ticket stubs. And I was like, why do I have four tickets to the first Wives Club? And it was our cover movie to go see R-rated, whatever R-rated movies. Because we always have like a cover movie. That's like the worst cover movie 
ever. We were with a bunch of like two two fourteen year olds. Yeah, two two boys, two adult men. I mean, for uh, first wife's club, it's PG thirteen, and I'm fourteen, as I previously said. So I I can um be, I don't have an ID with my date on it because I don't have a. Actually, my mom wrote me this note. Even actually, I got bounced from an R movie. A friend of yours, Brian, blonde hair. I think he knew him from Boy Scouts or something. He worked at the Edwards, and he knew that I was your brother, and therefore in this grade, and <laughs> what? and I got kicked out of a rated R movie that with sucks. Alicia Heck with Silverstone. Yeah. Oh my god. With a with a gal there, and I was like, well, I, I guess you got us. <laughs> I was like, I'd worked at a movie theater. I'm like, I've never kicked someone out of a rated R movie. <laughs> I remember, That's me, though. You can kick me out of movies, and I won't budge. I remember a friend of ours took, like, ten of us to go see Air Force One. And he was like... He was like, yeah. Because they were like... It was like Trevor Buser or somebody. And they, they, the usher was like, these are all your kids. He's like, yeah. Like, what are you going to do about it? Like, I've only been kicked out of a theater one time. And it was as an adult. Uh... I went to Cinetopia, and they had these double-decker seatings, mm-hmm. and it was right after we had just seen Mama, that really terrible horror movie, where the kid ju- uh, jumps off the ledge. I thought Spoiler. I would do that from... Oh, well, who gives a shit? It's a bad movie. Uh, but yeah, I jumped off the ledge as soon as the guy <laughs> cleaning the, <laughs> cleaning the uh, downstairs walked in, he just immediately like, you're out! And then like, they tried to like ban me forever, but I got away. You got away. Yeah, and then that was the same night that I went and got my butt tattoo. Now, you're a tall, gangly beanpole of a human. Were you ever mistakenly identified as two kids on each other's shoulders pretending to be a grown person? And you're like, no, no, this is this is the real me. <laughs> no, I was too thin. <laughs> you were too thin. Yeah, no, there was, there was no possible way for me to be two children. They were marveled at the fact that I could stand up as one. Six foot seven, ladies Nine. and gentlemen. Nice. Oh, so you broke your foot? How did you break your foot? I just... I didn't break my foot. I just ruined everything else in it. Uh, I was oh. just at work and I took a step wrong and just blew it all apart. Was this where a postman? Yes. Yeah. He's an essential worker, ladies and gentlemen. Give yeah. Up. Give Please. Up. Thank you. I'll take my metal Do you drive right. a truck? Uh, no, I drive like a big van. I used to drive the left-handed truck, though. I can. That's cool. Yeah. There was a guy on our street that bought a mail truck. Like, I think he bought it at an auction, and he painted it, and he drove it around. I always thought that was cool. I mean, Who they was run that? Forever. What street? On Sereno Court, there was somebody that had a mail truck. Who was like, that? Down the street. I don't know. On the court, or? Down the street. Oh, Somewhere good. on the... Yeah. So do you enjoy being a postal worker? No, not at all. How long have you been doing it? Like three years now. I'm just to the point where, I mean... Is it all bad now because they defunded the Postal Service? Yes, it definitely is. Like, I haven't been to work since October. That's when I got hurt. So oh. there's all this weird stuff like, blah, 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 sorting machines and removing mailboxes. Did, how did, did that affect your day-to-day? What does that even mean? I don't know. I don't... Just, I, just I, I, I All I do, like, like... every It's harder now. Yeah, like, I just show up and I do the job... That I have to. Uh, yeah. Is this one of those situations where it was like, uh, I don't know if you're a fan of The Wire, you should be. It's the best show of all time. Yada, yada. Of course, a white woke male would tell me that The Wire is the best show of all time. <laughs> hey, you said it, not me. You're that lady gentleman, someone else said I'm woke. Another white person called me a white person woke. We've done it. 
Um, but there was those old checked out guys, and, and there's a scene where this guy deliberately threw himself down the stairs just to get his... That did not happen. No, that did not happen. If work, if Workman's Comp is listening right now, I absolutely. I'm did just not saying. Do that, are though. you a fan of that season? No, you're a season the, two guy. Yeah, he would be. That's the white season. Actually, my favorite show of all time is Entourage. So it's a better HBO show. Ugh. Cool. Well, Entourage is great. It's Sex in the City for men. Yeah, I guess it's all right. I just, I got kind of sick of it I'm, by the end. It's not my favorite show of all time. I'd like to. Correct the record. I binge. Yeah, this is one of the first things I binged on Netflix through the mail. Let's get me caught up on <laughs> on Vinny and the Boys. I never oh, saw the yeah. movie. Did you see the movie? Oh yeah! In theaters, thanks to Movie Pass. Uh, well, I I, I did. A, I think I, so, but I did see it in theaters. In preparing for the role of Gary Busey in Point Break Live, and in preparing for the role of Open Mic Gary Busey. Uh, <laughs> who has been booked on a comedy festival before uh, is uh, I was essential essential viewing is because Busey as himself in that is, is like that's the Busey people want to see is the entourage Busey who's the better real life character in entourage Gary Busey uh, Bob Saget or Dice ooh Saget's no Dice is amazing yeah I gotta say Dice but Saget's really good well I mean Dice is the one that probably got he probably did that spinoff like anime thing it probably came from that 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 heat he got he got that that entourage heat heat was was so hot it reinvigorated Dice's core allowed him to burn that much brighter that's how good entourage is he got stars born because of uh, because of entourage hell yeah he did Dice wins you gonna say that my daughter Lady Gaga can sing so what brings you to the um, crashly wayward home for depressives, Mr. Special Boy? Oh, you know, just a common case of the psychotic roommate. Haven't you had, like, three psychotic roommates in a row? Yes. Doesn't that make you the psychotic roommate? That, well, <laughs> I mean, if, if you're talking about self-talk, yes, that's been rotating in my brain for... This is the gaslighting segment <laughs> of the podcast. If, uh, if you're, if, if you if I'm going to take my therapist's word for it, no, it's not my fault. Uh, if anything, it's my fault for allowing them to get under my walls. Mm. Yeah. Literal walls or metaphorical walls? I mean, both. I had a roommate with PTSD, and it was bad. It was really rough. Because I, I mean, having my own mental health issues. Yeah. We had our, yeah, it was rough. But. My my last uh, roommate, like, I would, like, constantly, like, misplace things. And I'd be like, have you seen my keys? And then she would constantly be like, the fairies took them. And I was like, I cannot stress this to you, this to you enough. Don't say that things took my keys because I'll start believing you. And then, yeah, she just ended up being like, "All right, yeah, I saw your keys in the bathroom." Ah, yeah. Did you ever find the fairies? No, they're they didn't ever show up, as far as I know. They're partying with the underpants gnomes. Underpants gnomes? They steal underpants? Yeah, they do. In South Park. Oh. But yeah, I mean, I'm glad that. You know, being a new homeowner, maybe I'm just a, a weirdo or it's like, fill it up. I don't know. But it's like, especially after Brendo here spent some time in a car and that was kind of what you were facing. is like, oh, yeah. can't go back there. So, or the options. It's like, well, fucking let's do it, dude. But 
Don't give us COVID. Well, the good thing was that I was sitting in my car for almost the past week. It's good if we have to contact Trace and pick. Just listen to the podcast. We we chatted about it. Yeah, I'm pro- I'm either in Cannon Beach or in Seattle at Claudia's. And Which, we're here, Cannon Beach, where they film Goonies. Mm-hmm. I usually go to the E. Cola Park, the where they actually the actual filming part of it is. We went there. You were researching some new film tri- film road trips. Well, I was searching. Um, we watched Stand by Me, mm-hmm. which was filmed primarily in Oregon. Yeah, they used to the they used to have a festival where they the city uh, of Brownsville. Yeah, they had a used festival. to. We missed it. Well, I don't know if they're doing it right now. But it's all virtual. We have to eat a pie over Zoom. But they I got once the did pie eating scene. But the actual railroad tracks are in Northern California. Mm-hmm. On the topic of pie and PTSD, pie TST, I guess you can call it. Um, at you know, one of our Halloween block parties we used to have in Sereno Court, giant Halloween block party. We had a, like the the pie eating kinds. It was just things of whipped cream. But a, a couple buddies of mine, two of the Carol boys, rest in peace, Brian. He was there. Um, they were cheering me on. And I push my head down, and my buddy Greg keeps my head down. And I'm, like, suffocating because I inhaled pie into my... I'm suffocating in a pie tin. And I finally, like, let up, and, like, I have to blow it out my nose. And it's like... I, my, they were laughing hysterically uh, just because of the, the excitement of the pie eating contest. Because, like, when you're, like... I was, like, what, like, probably third or fourth grade? Like, I'm in a pie eating contest? This is amazing. And I almost, like, felt like I was going to, like, die. I was, like, you know, because we grew up by the beach in San Diego. I was, like... The only thing that in my, you know, wellspring okay. of experiences, like being undertow? caught in a rib today, yeah. caught in the undertow, you know, in the Pacific Ocean, but I'm in this yeah. undertow of whipped cream, and the worst part is I survive, <laughs> and I'm kind of bummed on whipped cream for a while, but a couple days later, it smells like rotten cheese. Oh, and it's no. it's caught in my nasal. So, oh, God. like, you know, I, I don't know about clearing the bats from the cage, you know, the cave. You know, I hadn't learned the ways, you know. You, <clears throat> so I, ugh. That's so. I'm not a huge fan of, of pie eating contests, but I, I see I see the allure. And I, and in terms of cinema, who did it better? Who did it better? The Parforama. Yeah. Well, who did it better? Probably Matilda. If we're gonna go with gorging on sweets. What about Augustus? No, because we all would have done that. Well, I mean, we were we're, we're we were tipping. Towards cinema, should, should we jump to the the Olympics now, or should we talk about being sad more? I mean, we could talk about being sad more if you want. <sighs> Did how old some of these movies are now make you feel sad? I mean, it's crazy how old these movies are. I mean, I was born in 1992, so that could what? make no, it we're... even worse. <laughs> You're a youngin'. Yeah, I'm a young buck. So have you seen any of these movies? I've seen I've seen basically all of them. Yeah. Wow, he's probably seen. So you're, well, you're, the thing is, is like I grew up uh, like I didn't have like restrictions on movies at all. Like I could watch whatever I wanted, and I would just go to the library and then stock up every week and just walk out with armloads. And like my like the librarians knew which order was mine automatically because it was just a sheer stack of movies. So I've seen pretty much everything. This kid. He loves movies more than Doug. And as we all know... Doug loves movies. Doug loves movies. 
that is how you name drop a podcast on a podcast, very dryly and subtly. And then you talk about it and ruin the fun. But this is the Oscar Olympics. Yeah. Um, the listeners know what we do. We've done it once before. Twice. We've done it twice. This is our third time. It's our third Olympics. Well, it's their second part of the 1990. Yeah, right. It's still the 1996 Olympics. Olympics. Uh, what categories do we traverse? Well, what is what is the Oscar Olympics first? We gotta. We look. take the. We award medals. We to award medals, imaginary medals, gold medal. Yeah. Silver medal. Molybdenum medal. No, just kidding. Bronze. Oh, I thought you guys were throwing me off. Bronze. Is I was going to go with the game. Bronze was the other. But but we is we, we the ninety six is the Olympic year, so we we go back four years, like the Olympics. So, so ninety three. We 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 have the Olympic trials, which is we look at the the winners in the in from those years, in specific categories, um, and we determine well, do, are they going to make it to, you know to the Oscar Olympics, and then we have a gold medal match. For who over that four-year Olympic Oscar period is is the gold medalist and silver and molybdenum and, and so on and so forth. Does it make sense to you? And yep. we don't we have we, we we don't we take into account people and that are canceled. Yes, we cancel them. Oh yeah, Woody Allen is great because there's a lot of like bullshit Woody Allen movies I've never seen it. And you just be like, sign me up for Woody Allen, get nominated for a supporting actor. It's like, well, fuck you. Let's let's do some you know, let let's un let's unwhite the Oscars. But anyway, yeah, that's what we do. We have a good time. So, first category of the nineteen ninety six Oscar Olympics Part Two, su- supporting act- actor. We're doing supporting. Yeah, supporting. Okay. So we're starting in ninety two. Ninety three. Ninety three. I looked at best actor, not supporting. I gotta. Well, we'll we'll jump to the best. Oh, I'm looking at it. We got <clears throat> nineteen ninety three. We got Tommy Lee Jones one for the Fugitive. We also got Leo for What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Ray Fiennes for Schindler's List. John Malkovich for In the Line of Fire, and Pete Postlewaite. Pete Postlewaite for In the Name of the Father. I mean, in terms of getting out of the Olympic trials, I mean Tommy Lee Jones. That's an iconic role right there. I mean, it's iconic, but it's definitely not even in the top three for me. Of Tommy Lee Jones, or no, of the list on that we got of the list from there. But I yeah. mean, I appreciate that the Academy awarded and is acknowledging the existence of good performances in action. Yeah, action thrillers. I appreciate it was like the that. first time that happened. One of the first times. And it's like, I mean, come on, this is Tommy Lee Jones. You know, this is Al Gore's roommate. This is Ivy League educated, grumpy old man who lives on a farm and acts in his spare time, Tommy Lee Jones. Okay, that's fine. You ever see a movie called Schindler's List with Ray Fiennes? How much is he in it? It doesn't matter. It's Ray Fiennes. He makes every single scene his own. It's not anybody else's scene. That's a Ray Fine scene if he's in anything. Mm. Let alone Schindler's List. I mean, I love a young Leo getting an Academy Award, but not for not for going No, he would he 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 if he would have gotten it then it would have butterfly affected him. Yeah, that would have yeah. been weird. 
he would have had that. He he wouldn't he wouldn't have been he would have been sexually assaulted by a bear for an Oscar <laughs> two decades later in Revenant if he gets his gold boy here. Yeah. So I think he stays, but Pete Possaway, in terms of like return on an Oscar non, this guy had a career after that. This is the guy he's in the he you know from Romeo and Juliet. He's the priest. He's in Last of the Mohicans earlier, I guess. He, he's just everywhere. And he's just like, he's Academy Award nominee. And then he ended up in all the Guy Ritchie away. movies. He's in the Guy Ritchie stuff. He finishes up in The Departed. This guy's great. Um, and in the name of the father is just legendary. John Malkovich is good, too. Yeah, but isn't he a... This is like, he's the he's the bad guy? Yeah. But if you're going to give him an Oscar for being a bad guy, shouldn't it be from Con Air? <laughs> Shouldn't it be for the great vocal work he did in Rounders? Pay the man he's monkey. Um, yeah. Yeah. Somehow he did a worse impression than John Malkovich did yeah, in the movie. I love it. I mean, I could do a better one, but then it would sound like someone else's Malkovich. But I love that. Anyway, this isn't Malkovich. Is, is Malkovich getting out of the Olympic trials here, Brendo? Well, you standing firm for, I would, I'm going to have to agree with Justin with Ray Fiennes. Who did he play in Schindler's List? He was the Nazi guy. You guys in 2021 want to give an award to a Nazi? I'm Jewish. <laughs> You're on your mother's side or your dad's no, side? No, on my mother's side. Well, then there you go. You'd know. I'm, no, I'm that's sorry. That's the side I, that you have to have. I'm canceling... It's the mother's side. The mother's side most important. You're canceling Schindler's List. Yeah, my mother's. Canceling Schindler's List. There's too many Nazis. Okay, fine. Then we're gonna we're gonna cancel the fugitive because he's a cop. Okay, good. <laughs> so that leaves us with a villain, Leonardo, who's also canceled because they should have had a special needs actor play that role. Yeah. So also, fat shaming the entire movie. Yes, lots. And it's like, oh, yucky. Um, good chemistry with Depp, though. Yeah. Oh, great. But that's he's a creep now too. So where does that Ugh. go? Yeah. So we're giving it to it's either Malkovich or Pulsoy. No, I'll still give it to Ray Fiennes. <laughs> well, I mean, we don't, we just need a majority here. Well, Brenda, what's yours? Uh. Malkovich. All right, Malkovich. We're happy with that, right? He was on your short list. Yeah. That's just the Olympic trials. I mean, yeah. 94 is stacked, so I, I could care less. You know what? You, know, you, you can have your Nazi, just because I want to see him get defeated later. So we have the Nazi advancing. Um, is he even going to make the gold medal match? I doubt it. Um, but 94... Brendo originally agreed with me. On Ray Fiennes, and then you canceled him. It, we're, we uncanceled him. We can do that. He's in. He's in. Okay. He advanced. He took it from Tommy Lee Jones. But now we're getting to ninety four. Ninety four is stacked. We got we got Martin Landau take the win for for playing Bella Lugosi and Ed Wood. We got my pick Samuel L. Jackson for Pulp Fiction. We got Chaz Palminteri for Bullets Over Broadway. Paul Schofield for Quiz Show. And Gary Sinise for Forrest Gump. Chance Palmetary, I always felt like that was just like a gimme nom 
That was the Baltimore. Was, was it the Woody Allen? That was the Woody Allen. Woody token Allen. Woody Allen. Yeah. Oh, look at the way he handled that dialogue, and it, it was funny. It's the guy from Bronx Tale. It was. He was funny though. Yeah. Oh, now get out of here, Chaz. You're done. Um, but I mean Landau. I mean, not to bring it all. Landau is amazing. Not to bring it all back to John Malkovich's accent in Rounders. But the difference between that and Landau is the approach, right? The, mm-hmm. the seed of truth. And I heard this, I think it was on a WPF podcast. Someone was talking about how he reached Malkovich's accent. Was He, he recorded a, a, a friend of his, possibly an escort, who was a Russian woman, had, had her read all his lines. Yeah. Just read them. And he just imitated her. That was his approach. That was the Malkovich approach. <laughs> Landau Landau studied the language and as his actor approach was he made the choice not to sound as if he had a Hungarian or whatever accent but what would what would a person who had a Hungarian accent who wanted to sound American sound like and that's how he reached that helped him reach his vocal choices and I'm like as an actor nerd I'm like well yeah give him the Academy Award that's amazing that's like a cheat code for acting. Think about it. I love it. Ned Wood is great, and one of the best directors. A, commentary special. I had a features. nice little double feature not too long ago with Mank and then Ed Wood. Great underrated Bill Murray role. Just we a little. We didn't make it through Mank. Yeah, it was in black and white, right? Yeah, puts me to sleep. Ed Wood <laughs> stayed away. Um, but it was just a great movie written by the, the screenwriting team that brought us Problem Child. Yep. <laughs> They're like, you know what? We got to do a project that completely saves our reputation and credibility. And, and we have John Ritter on the phone. Also starring George, one of, starring George the Animal Steel. <laughs> and when George the Animal Steel was inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame... Um, Bill Murray from the set of Operation Dumbo Drop uh, inducted him because he became he befriended they became friends on the set. The Operation Dumbo Drop was my favorite movie as a kid. Yeah, but coming coming for Mr. Landau, it's fucking Sam Jackson in Pulp Fiction. Sam Jackson, that's my favorite. This is like one of my favorite roles of yeah. all time. Favorite lines. He has the best lines. Yeah, there, there's no there's it's I don't doubtable that Sam Jackson. What about um, Morgan Freeman Shawshank? Yeah, Morgan Freeman is Shawshank. That is that a lead nominated. role? Though? Is that a lead role though? I think no, that's... That, no. I see. He had supporting Garrison. He was the lead. You mean we're talking about Shawshank? Was is, is, Not... is Morgan Freeman? So we can talk about people that aren't nominated. Yeah. But is Morgan Morgan Freeman for Shawshank Redemption wasn't even nominated? That's what we're saying. I mean, he belongs in the mix. But it's that's like... An, that's a... He's amazing, but he's... What about... I always, I always try and look for who was really good and iconic in comedy, because I think comedy's underrepresented. And I came up with... I don't think it works in 94, because of the level that Samuel Jackson and Morgan Freeman bring, but... <laughs> about Greg Daniels and Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. Jeff Daniels? Jeff, Jeff Daniels. Daniels. Craig, yeah, of course. About Jeff Daniels and Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, but that's not. Does that be- that's not better than Sam Jackson? That shows that that show. Uh, 
Jeff Daniels doing that role shows more range than Sam Jackson doing Pulp Fiction. That's true. That is some. I saw watch Jeff Daniels in some of his other movies. And I saw Jeff Daniels on Broadway doing To Kill a Mockingbird. I saw him in a Civil War movie with sideburns and a huge beard. But he rocked it. He did. You've seen. But it's like, and it's like you know. Which one, Gettysburg? Yeah, Gettysburg. But to still be like, to still get his laughs and support the spaz that was. A first peak Jim Carrey. I mean, that's an accomplishment. But I think from this this heat, was know, it you that told me that the the shitting scene in Dumb and Dumber is fifteen pages long in the script? That wasn't me, but it's a yeah. good it's a good story if it's true. Yeah. But you think Jackson over? Uh, I'm gonna go with Jackson over Morgan Freeman. We don't yeah. need, we don't need to waste time on that one. Sometimes they're as easy as they sound. Ninety five. This is the one where we have to really think about it. Because we got winning in his iconic role, Kevin Spacey, for Usual Suspects. No, he's done. He's done. So then we have James Cromwell for Babe. No. <laughs> That's like my that. pick. We, just, we rewatched that a couple weeks back. Well, actually, no. I'm going to have to go here. I, 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 I'd go with Brad Pitt. What about Brad Pitt's finger Ed, work in 12 Monkeys? Ed Harris... In Apollo 13, Brad Pitt in 12 Monkeys, and Tim Roth in Rob Roy. Ugh. Wasn't wasn't his dad the leper in that movie? I'm, I don't know. Yeah, we can forget about it. They were kind of like, hey, remember that guy that was good in Pulp Fiction too? I don't know. Or Reservoir Dogs. Uh, and Pulp Fiction. Uh, what about... What about um, what about Wesley Snipes or John Leguizamo from uh, Priscilla, Queen of the Desert? <laughs> You mean Tu Wong Fu? Tu Wong Fu, yeah. I was thinking of Hugo Weaving. Priscilla Queen of the Desert is the better drag queen movie. I'll defer to you, but you don't think we're Oscar-worthy? I, I, I'm, I think Cromwell from Babe, dude. But I'm going to give it to Cromwell because he's great. But it's funny if you think about it because it's like, well, it's supporting actors. So he got his nomination supporting the lead role in the movie... And the lead role was a pig, which I think makes it even better. Now, how is Charlotte not the supporting actress? That's not... Charlotte's not in Babe. You got your what farmland. Did, oh, that's Wilbur. This Wilbur is Charlotte's, Charlotte's web. web. Yeah, yeah. It's the same thing. We're the, she, you. the pig goes, gets a map, and that's how it gets into the city... This guy thinks all pigs look alike. The thing is, is that Babe is so unforgettable, but you know what is it? Apollo 13. Ed Harris. No, it's Cromwell's. No. Sorry, you fucked up your reference. We're moving on. Fine. <laughs> you guys can watch baby movies while I watch real grown adult movies like Apollo Ed 13. Harris. <laughs> it's good. We'll get to him later. I, I think Cromwell's the winner there. 96. Alright, we got... Cuba Gooding Jr. winning for Jerry Maguire over William H. Macy for Fargo Armin Mueller Stahl for Shine Edward Norton for Primal Fear and James Woods for Ghost of Mississippi I'm going to say right now fuck James Woods (laughs) (laughs) I don't care that you have a fictional high school named after you but even that got stripped of your name because you're an asshole (laughs) Uh, yeah so James Woods who cares um 
Ed Norton Primal Fear, interesting. Like that, is, no, that was his career made right there. Yeah. It was his first role, right? Yeah. Yeah. He did the thing that first major role, probably his first role, but he did the thing that like actors like myself dream of that almost never happens. That's like, oh I'm in college, but somewhere inside of me I think there's an actor. And so he did the kind of the half ass. Instead of like moving to New York right away or to uh uh, you know, LA he went to graduate acting school and like it's such a con you spend like two years three years paying 50 grand a year you don't do good we went to NYU the best one and even then I have friends they're you know they're you know they've gone to these MFAs Yale School of Drama their classmates have won Academy Awards but there's dozens of other classmates that eh and he did he did it he went to graduate school studied acting his first role out of college was boom Primal Fear and then he became Hulk, but not the good one. Well, but not the worst one. He got to fight Michael <laughs> Keaton as a superhero. He did. So, <laughs> Birdman. Can't wait. To, that was a great one. But yeah, he did it. So like, his reward is not Oscar Olympic gold. His reward is his long and fruitful career and a, a long term relationship with Soma Hayek for a period of time. That's that's better than Oscar gold in some books. Well, then who's your choice for Oscar gold? <sighs> Because you can't do Cuba. He's canceled because he, he played the, the doctor uh, the, that ran for president, the, the brain oh, doctor. Oh, Herman Cain? Yeah, no, not Herman Cain. No. The, so you're going to take a, an Academy Award away from a black man in 2021? Is that what you're saying? Yes. And give it to William H. Macy from Fargo? No, I'll give it to Edward Norton. What if we take it? Where, all right, here's what I want to do. I'm calling an executive decision. And we're going to jump right to a gold medal match. So taking Cuba Gooding Jr.'s spot in 96 um, is Samuel L. Jackson. For what? What's that movie? Time to Kill. Oh. He should get get an award just for that one line. Yes, I think he deserves to die, and I hope he burns in hell. So then we can have for the gold medal match. Is that 96? I think I have it in here. Okay. Yes. A time to kill is great. I have it in here because someone someone on the other side got nominated for a time to kill. I think I don't know, but so then it's Samuel L. Jackson versus Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> well, Samuel L. Jackson from Pulp Fiction is my number one, my gold medal pick. Oh 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 oh, oh no no! How about how about this for ninety six? Vince Vaughn Swingers. Is that ninety six? Yes. Yeah. I looked it up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Gold medal match. We know number one seed Samuel L. Jackson's there. As the guest, you can you can you can either select the other gold medal match finalist, or you can just give the bronze to somebody and let us decide the gold medal match. So wait, what's the first gold medal match? That's well, that's... there's one gold medal match. Sterling's gold and silver, and then we just kind of can slide in a bronze if we want. Who do you think deserves to be in the gold medal match besides Samuel L. Jackson for Pulp Fiction? For Pulp Fiction. Mm, nobody. <laughs> so you are vacating the silver medal. Just going to give two golds to Samuel Jackson? No, I think that he's the best. So really the question is, who do you think silver? Samuel Jackson again or, or somebody else? You can give someone two medals. No, you guys decide all the, the gold and silver so I get the format down no, and then yeah. I'll pick bronze. Oh, silver, I think, would go. James Cromwell. <laughs> All right. 
Or do you want to award a Nazi? Yeah. Oh, my number two is Ray Fiennes. Okay. Silver for Ray. Yeah. Okay. He picks it. So I, I appreciate that Samuel Jackson beat a Nazi to get gold. Um, the Nazis disqualified from medal contention. He cheated, um, leaving a vacancy for Silver, which um, lands in the lap of Samuel L. Jackson. So he's got gold and silver, and the bronze by default uh, goes to um, James Cromwell. James Cromwell from Babe. There you go. Two medals for Samuel Jackson. Of course, the listeners will correct us if I messed up about. <laughs> I really, I, I think I've seen that movie once, but that one soundbite that was played over and over during the awards. I thought seasons, we replaced uh, Vince Vaughn. Yeah, with Samuel. The bracket's all weird, dude. Oh man, it's all weird. Anything can happen for the bronze medal. Next category: supporting actress. We have winning in 93, Anna Paquin for The Piano. We have 1994, how do they have the nominees? 93, we got Anna Paquin uh, winning, Holly Hunter, Rosie Perez for Fearless, Winona Ryder for The Age of Innocence, and Emma Thompson for In the Name of the Father. I would have to say Rosie Perez for Fearless. Have you ever seen Fearless? It's really good. No, I I haven't seen that one, but I... Peter Weir, Jeff Bridges, Rosie Perez. Rosie Perez and Jeff Bridges play people that survive a plane crash. Is is she better in this than she is in White Men Can't Jump? Yes. I think so. It's her best role, I think. You're going to take a... An Oscar. Uh, I never saw the. I never saw the piano. I'm sorry. I tried to watch it, but it's not on streaming. Yeah, I just remember being a little, being a young man, and being like, "She won. She's my age. That's cool." <clears throat> but now I'm old. If Leo and didn't win, then she can't either. Were they nominated the same year, both child actors, or was that '94? Yeah. No, that was the year of the child actor. Yeah, no, take it away. Take it away. Yeah, Winona. The boy can't have it, the girl can't have it either. We also have Holly Hunter, who's good in everything. She's good in everything. And Emma Thompson, who's good in everything. And Winona Ryder in Age of Innocence is really good. Yeah, but that that movie's... It's Scorsese. It's not his best. It's Scorsese. It's not his best, it's still Scorsese. It's it's no Hugo. You watched... Hugo. It's no Hugo. That movie... Yeah, man, let's, let's give it to Rosie. All right. 94, we got Diane Weist and Bullets Over Broadway. Nope, done. But it's Diane Weist. Sorry, she shouldn't have She shouldn't have done it. Rosemary Harris so for what Tom and Viv. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, sorry. Helen Mirren for The Madness of King George. My pick, Uma yeah. Thurman for Pulp Fiction. And we got Jennifer Tilly also for Bullets Over Broadway. Nope, they cancel each other out. Yep. So give it to Uma? Of course. What about Natalie Portman, professional? Huh. I mean, uh, take no. it away, take one away from no. a child, give it to another? No, Uma's great. You guys just hate talented and young women. made Uma. Yeah. This would be made Natalie role. Portman. All right, yeah, I agree. It's who else is going to play Mia Wallace? She had to dance. She had to get stabbed. Uh, she had to be how very seductive. playing Mia Wallace, Mia Jovovich? No, she doesn't have the right feet. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. That's all I needed. 
Alright, so Uma's moving on. Yeah, sometimes they're easy. Alright, 95. We got Mira Sorvino from Mighty Aphrodite. Well, cancelled again. Is that another Woody Allen? Yes. And she didn't even really win anyway, right? Mm-hmm. We got Joan Allen for Nixon. Kathleen Quinlan for Apollo 13. Mayor Winningham for Georgia. And my pick, Kate Winslet, Sense and Sensibility. Game over. Yeah, it's Kate Winslet. Yeah, I mean... Carson, come on. Yeah, it's easy. We just watched it. You loved it. We talked about it for 45 minutes on the podcast. Yeah, give it. Give her give her a go. All right. And then 96, we got uh, Julia Binoche for The English Patient. Joan Allen for The Crucible. Lauren Bacall for The Mirror Has Two Faces. Barbara Hershey for The Portrait of a Lady. And Marianne Jean-Baptiste. For Secrets and Lies. I have seen none of these. I've seen The Crucible and The English Patient. I've seen both of those. I'm thinking... Again, why is the Academy Overlook comedy? You got some outside? I got some comedy. And I got two nominees from the same movie. Do you want me to give you the nominees? And you can name the movie? Yeah. Parker Posey, Catherine O'Hara. 96? American Pie. Waiting for Guffman. Oh, oh, shit, yeah. In that movie, I'd give it to Parker Posey any day. Yeah, she deserves it. She's so good in that. The DQ. We got... You can get a dairy bar. A dilly bar. <sighs> I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're... I, I, for a while, I, was, I, I, I couldn't not picture her in Best in Show. I was like, I'm pretty sure she was just as awesome in Guffman. She's amazing said, in Guffman. Let's do it. Sorry, Kevin McAllister's mom. Yeah. Maybe you should have paid more attention to your children. Ooh. I think the gold medal match might be Parker Posey versus Pulp Fiction Lady. Okay. What are your thoughts on that for the gold medal? Who, who would you pick for the gold? Uma. Uma? 100%. Well, I'd put it between Uma and Kate Winslet. Well, then I, I put for Uma, so we got Uma gold. Kate yeah. Winslet. Kate Winslet silver. And then let's give comedy the bronze. Okay. Woo! We're just burning through that one. Now we did the supporting. We can get to your guys' best actor, best actress. Yeah, we got time. We'll start with actor and finish with the ladies. We'll close on ladies. Oh, ladies always finish last. All right, 93, we got Tom Hanks winning for Philadelphia. Daniel Day-Lewis in the name of the father. Lawrence Fishburne, what's love got to do with it? Anthony Hopkins, the remains of the day. And Liam Neeson for Schindler's List. I'm breaking away from Tom Hanks. But why won't we just keep in the same movie? Can I give it to Denzel for Denzel the same supporting. Movie? We can change it, was it though? Was it really? Can you it wasn't nominated? Can you add, this is ours. This is the, we can we can fix. Well even still, I would think that Lawrence Fishburne is better. And what's love got to do with it? You want to give it to a, a wife beater? <laughs> He's the father of a sex worker? <sighs> yeah. But okay. he tried to buy... Didn't he try to buy his daughter's... Like he bought his daughter's porn so nobody else could have it? I don't... No, that was on VHS. It's out in the world, dude. We had that at Video Vault. 
What? The Lawrence Montana Fishburne. It was on more... I only know this because I'm addicted to it. <laughs> and I worked in the industry, I guess, because I worked for a video store. But it was a part of the more dirty debutante series that like was like in all the stores. Hmm. So like, if you're telling me he bought... He went... Yeah, he bought a lot. Yeah. Anyway... We don't want to go down that path. Let's just um, let's just give them. I mean, you you want to move away from Tom Hanks? Why? Because I it's think like the Lawrence the, Fishburne's a better actor. In that it's movie. like LeBron. Okay. Because yeah, so I mean, Tom Hanks like I think his best role is the Terminal. Okay. Well, let's you know let's take it away from Tom Hanks that year. I mean, I you guys don't have to agree with me. No, you can have your you guys, silly opinion. No, you guys can beat me up. It's it's the accent. I have. I'm gonna be completely honest. I've I've the only movie I've seen of these movies is Schindler's List, and I think I saw Remains of the Day in school one time, but I fell asleep. It's not Anthony Hopkins. Liam Neeson's really good, but it's I not have High to... Spirits. But it's like, was there a main character in Schindler's List? No. It's like the little girl with the sweater. I don't know. Give it to give it to Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Well, ninety four. Hanks again. Hanks no. again. Oh, Forrest Gump. Um, here's your Morgan Freeman in Shawshank. Oh, he's he is the lead. Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. Nigel Hawthorne for the Madness of King George. I made him supporting. Paul Newman for Nobody's Fool. And John Travolta for Pulp Fiction. Yeah, I'm gonna do what sh- I'm gonna do. What nobody had the balls to do in 1994. I'm getting Morgan Freeman out of there, and I want Tim Robbins there. He's the star of that show. You giving it to Tim Robbins? Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm giving it to Morgan Freeman. I want it to Morgan Freeman. But I mean Travolta. I mean yeah, Travolta. You guys, you guys are just. This is. I not, think that we just like Tarantino. This is not too the, much. I'm taking this one away from the Tarantino fanboys. He was well cast. That doesn't mean it was an amazing performance. He's so good in it, though. He got shot on the toilet. Yeah. If he's so good, how did he get shot on a toilet? Well, here's the thing: is that if you would have stayed in the Tarantino universe, like Samuel Jackson, what if he would have been more iconic well, in for that sure. role? Um, but since he's just become a creep who doesn't blink when he does Instagram videos. Uh, I, I'll, I'll take. I'll rescind my vote for Pulp Fiction, and I'll go with. And I'll have you, Nigel ha- Hawthorne, King George III, the Madness of King George. I mean, there's a reason why the movie's called The Madness of King George, and he played George. I remember, you know, glimpses of the the trailer, and like maybe it was probably even from the awards ceremony of him just like running down a hall screaming like ah. I was like he he must be the Mad King George, and he looked. Very mad. Yeah, I haven't seen it, but I think he might have done a good job. Well, you ever seen this movie called? Uh, you ever seen this movie where John Goodman is a king? King Ralph. Yeah, king Ralph. You ever see that? Yeah, you see that? You see that king? You know that he's a Ralph. Is that ninety four? Can we get King Ralph? <laughs> no, that was way before ninety four. That's right. Dad was alive. We always got to bring it back to the dead dad. Happy birthday, Dad! By the way, that's right. Happy birthday, Dad. Okay. What are we fighting over Morgan Freeman and John Travolta still? No, no, Freeman. Freeman! Sorry, Mr. Freeman. I just assumed you were the supporting role. All right, 95, we got Nicolas Cage. They're going to take away my ally card for that. Leaving Las Vegas. 
Richard Dreyfus for Mr. Holland's Opus. No, he's too Anthony jerk. Hopkins for Nixon. Just stop nominating Sean him. Penn for Dead Man Walking. I thought he won. And Massimo Troisi. We watched the preview for, for that. Postino. Tonight. We did watch the preview. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I was dreading the fact that you guys might put it on. Massimo? More like Massa. I'm going to leave this no. to Cage because I, yeah. I I've seen this movie a couple times. I watched it with my mom, which was weird. Leaving Las Vegas is my going out plan, so. Leaving Las <laughs> Vegas, when I was reading Running the Light by Sam Talent, I was like thinking of leaving Las Vegas a lot. Do you, guys yeah. know, do you guys know the story behind the guy who wrote Leaving Las Vegas? Yeah, he ended up doing, he died after. Yeah, once, once, once the, the movie was finished and he had seen the final product, he finally did the whole leaving Las Vegas thing and killed himself. He did so, yeah. what what Brendo could only ideate. Yeah, and I'm I'm glad. <laughs> yeah, it's good. I mean, it, it's it's like it's what the bottom of a bottle looks like. It's, it's a disgusting, foul, beautifully executed performance. Yeah. On to get Jeffrey Rush. Get out of here, Shine. Got get out of here, Jeffrey Rush for Shine. Ray Fines for an English Patient. Ugh. Tom Cruise for Jerry Maguire. Woody Harrelson for The People vs. Larry Flint. I like that nominee. Billy Bob Thornton for Sling Blade. And we can we can cross off fines again. He he had I, I saw the English patient. I am also aware that it was mocked in Seinfeld. He did do he he was, he was in he was in burn raps if I recall for a lot of it. Yeah, anyone that's how can strong act. he is. It's his voice, not his face. Anyone can act with that kind of prosthesis. What about the the Invisible Man? Is he never going to get a an Academy Award? No. What's wrong with Jeffrey Rush? Jeffrey, it's just I saw that movie, and I, I wasn't blown away. I did see Shine. So what do you like? Like the cruise or? I mean, has, Tom, he, has Tom Cruise got? He hasn't gotten the Oscar ever. Well, he's, you, he's never deserved it except for Magnolia. You think? Ugh. See, I think this is where he deserves it. When I think of Cruise, I think of this guy. That's when you can think of him. What, I think that when Cruise is a. Yeah. Did you hear that that leak of Cruise on set being like the whole industry depends on us yeah. to wear our masks? It's like I appreciate that. I, I, I'm torn on this. Do Jeremy I have any alternates for 96? Not a good movie. You hit me at, uh, I'm a big Cameron Crowe mark, so I like... Oh, know. man. We saw Jeremy Maguire in the theater. I saw it like two or three times. I, think. I say give it to him. It's the... Today is the 20th birthday of Almost Famous. 21st birthday. Lock the gates. I mean, I say you know, give them the odds. Give, give them, give, get them to the Olympics. Get them out of the trials. All right, what do, you can you can start off this game. What you can bring one from anywhere into the gold medal match. Into the gold medal match. Who are you bringing up? Just so I can do a wild card. You don't have to. It doesn't have to be a wild card. It can be someone. This is who I want to make sure is considered for gold. Oh man! Here, I'll help you out. Brendo, help you out. Who do you want in the gold medal match? I want Morgan Freeman in the gold medal match. This is best actor, ninety six for four years. What was the best? I want. Yeah, Morgan Freeman. Okay. I yeah. mean, Morgan Freeman gets it. Yeah, I was. I was trying to think. And there, there's nobody else. 
And the Dufrang. I miss my friend. Don't do black voice. It's like black face, but different. Do Morgan Freeman. He transcends racial caricature. I don't know. No, it's fine. It's such a he's he's, he's the all time. Can we give him this Oscar? Can we combine it for this and March of the Penguins, <laughs> even though they were different years? I, he's the he's the he's the narrator of the world. Yeah. So who gets the silver? Well, you guys picked that one, so I think Nicholas Cage. Yeah. Yeah. Deserves the silver, and I want Cruz getting some love in the bronze. I mean, it was it was a comic comic drama, Academy Award winning. He was acting with a woman who can't open her eyes fully. What are you talking about? He was acting with a, a kid <laughs> who, a weird Benjamin Button kid who, like, at the time this movie was filmed, this was a child compared to Tom Cruise. But now Tom Cruise is younger than that kid, so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> something weird is going on with that kid. I blame the kid. He got into MMA. So did Tom Cruise. <laughs> Wasn't he also in Stuart Little? Yes. yes. Yeah. Tom Cruise was. He played the And voice. he was not the big daddy kids, because that was Dylan Colt Sprouse. Yeah. All right. Well, we got our, our closer of a category. 1996 Oscar Olympics gold medal for actor... Gosh, look at how many times Emma Thompson pops up on these lists. Yeah. I mean, she's she's like the Meryl Streep of the 90s. All right. So, 93, we got Holly Hunter. Was Meryl this. Streep, like, raising a family now? What was Streep doing? I think she was, probably. She was doing Death some, Becomes Her. Making some other choices. She-Devil. Ugh. Anyway. She-Devil's great. Anyway, we're going 93. Uh, 93, we got Holly Hunter for Again. the piano. Angela Bassett for What's Love Got to Do With It. See, that's where I was going to go. Stockard Channing for Six Degrees of Separation. Emma Thompson for The Remains of the Day. And Deborah Winger for Shadowlands. Deborah Winger making her first appearance in probably like a long time from since like the 70s. And Angela that's Bassett, the end of though. it. Angela Bassett, though, I think is what we're saying. All right, I'll give you that. That's fine. Sorry, Holly Hunter. Hudsucker Proxy. That's when you deserved it. Um, Ninety-four. This was a this was an interesting one. Jessica Lange for Blue Sky. Now I saw this, um, not this movie, but I saw. Um, I found some snippets of it uh, online. It was weird. It 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 it, it was. It looked like it was from nineteen eighty-four. It was it's about like a whistleblower. Yeah. I didn't like it, so I'm fine with this one. All right, well, we got Jodie Foster for Nell. She didn't even talk for most of the movie. Get out of here. Miranda <laughs> Richardson for Tom and Viv. Winona Ryder for Little Women. And Susan Sarandon for The Client. You guys haven't seen The Client. I have. She's great. Yeah. Carson watched we, The Client we've all, multiple We've all seen times. Little Women, right? Because Winona Ryder bangs in that movie. She's so good. 94. Um, is it... Oh, I'm going to get... Susan Sarandon, though. Here's here's the wild card. I don't know if it was 
for 94 or 5. When, when was Natural Born Killers? I'm, where's Juliet? Where's Juliet Lewis in this? I'm not a Natural Born Killers fan. You don't have to be a fan of the work, but her performance in that. You don't think so? I don't know. I'm just you don't you don't think you know, you think she's a podium? We don't have to look into the research, but I just when I think of this era, and I think of like performances that like blew me away. I'm just like Mickey and Mallory, man. I mean, maybe it's just because I watched uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Yeah, but it's my f- one of my favorite movies. Natural One Killers in '94. I mean, I will leave that to you guys as my wild card. And I'll let you determine who's getting out of this Olympic trial here. I'm going to go with Winona Ryder. I was going to agree with Winona. I agree. But I just want to be said. Made you think. You could bring her into the gold medal round. No. I don't think it's that good. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll throw a bronze her way. All right, 95, we got Susan Sarandon back in it for Dead Man Walking. Elizabeth Shue for Leaving Las Vegas. Sarandon was the winner, by the way. Yes. Jessica Lang was the winner for Blue Sky. Sharon Stone for Casino. Meryl Streep for The Bridges of Madison County. And Emma Thompson for Sense and Sensibility. This is rough. I think this is this is like this is like the playoffs where like the AFC Championship is the real Super Bowl. This I got to narrow down to Thompson and Shue. Sharon Stone and Shue. We rewatched Sense and Sensibility. Sense, Emma Thompson is so fucking good. Emma Thompson, there's she plays she she keeps this level of calculated reserve as an actor and as a character choice, and if, for the integrity of of her definition of sisterly love and womanhood, she keeps this veneer for two hours and ten minutes of a two hour and twenty minute movie. You know they didn't film it in one take. And then she. The, the, she opens the floodgates and the, you know that scene I'm talking about yeah where he comes back and she's like you're not divorced like the movie's like over you think, yeah and it's like oh it has a sad ending oh and I've seen he, it and she, read it and you you don't think you don't I and then you bring up Sharon Stone and this is like the best thing Sharon Stone's it ever is. done by far I, I still I still I mean, hate slither viscerally I, I hate her so much in that movie like I still get pissed off every time I watch it. I still, like, I'll get, like, into the mob, like, mindset. Like, what are you doing opening your mouth? Like, she plays a great victim in that. Are you going to take that away from a TV survivor? And it's the best thing Elizabeth Shue did. Elizabeth Shue is amazing. I don't know. I, I think we might have to have, like, a battle royale. Let's just set it up bracket style. Well, let's go to 96 and come back to this. I mean, Frances McDormand and Fargo. Oh, this is, I mean, that's for me, that's easy. That's an easy pick right there. It, it still, ends there? What are the, what's the rest? You got Frances McDormand winning for Fargo, Brenda Blethyn for Secrets and Lies, Diane Keaton for Marvin's Room, Kristen Scott Thomas for The English Patient, and Emily Watson for Breaking Marvin's Waves. Room, she got outshined by Leo, if I don't recall. Yeah. So, sorry. I like Emily Watson a lot, but you can't. I, Francis yeah. McDormand and Fargo, that's like fucking. Setting up the ladder. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Breaking the waves. I saw. Did you guys see Breaking the Waves? I think so. Let me let me lay. This is this is like. This is. I remember like, being really sad. This is like this is like this is a role that like, of course she gets to nominate. So, 
her husband becomes paralyzed. They're so in love and they're very affectionate and sex is important to them. It's demonstrated. It's lovingly captured. Oh, her husband a, becomes paralyzed. Yeah, mid nineties. And she's like, "Dudes, fucking another dude's wife." Yes, it's all mid nineties movies were. And, and he's like, "I want you to love again. I want you to fuck other guys because I can't." Yeah. And that's what Breaking the Waves is about. It's a cuck movie. <laughs> that's the mid nineties was all about dudes letting other dudes. She's fuck a great cuck muse. What was the uh, What was the one? The Indecent and Proposal? Yeah, Indecent Proposal. Yeah, so it's been done. But anyway, I don't think it's, you know... I see why it's there, but I think McDormand has yeah. to be... So here's the, here's the hard part is, what's the gold medal match? I think it has to be brackets. There's going to be a fight I just to medal. the gold medal match for me is uh, Francis McDormand and Emma Thompson. <sighs> Francis McDormand, Sharon Stone... I'm sorry, but I think Emma Thompson's in the gold medal match. So, by the laws of this format that we alter to our own needs, the gold medal match is Emma Thompson and Francis McDormand. Not upset about it. I still think that there's a clear winner in that one. What's the clear winner? Francis McDormand. Oh, you're saying Emma Thompson. What do you think? She's ah. great. She's iconic. It, it is Francis McDormand's, I would argue, best role. She's good in a lot of other shit, but because uh, we're gonna, we can talk about some other shit later. Um, but a silver medal was not bad. Yeah, no, I'll give it to I'll give Francis McDormand the gold silver medal to Emma Thompson. Now it's a it's a so we got Sharon Stone and Angela Bassett for the bronze. I think Sharon Stone. Sharon Stone. Okay. Sorry, we tried to correct, but uh, yeah, gold medal. So that's two medals from the same year. That's but that's it's a good year. That was that. Like I said that was rough. That was rough. So we got Francis Moore gold. Emma Thompson silver. Yeah. Bronze. Sharon Stone. Stone. That doesn't sound bad. No. I think we did that. That epoch. We served it justly. And cool. it is good thus. Yeah. Well, that was good. Oh. I'd like to have a little bit of fun for the last segment. We're over time, so we don't have to stretch. All right. But usually we talk about um, stuff we're into, what we're reading, what we're watching. Talk about what makes me a rad dad, what makes me a bad dad. Rad dad, bad dad. Um, well, you and your wife are have provided your daughter this amazing little playroom under the stairs. That's rad. You know, the people under the stairs, for me growing up, was a horror movie. <laughs> for my daughter, it's going to be her own little Floston paradise. She's going to love that, like, yeah. her whole life. She's going to be down As there. long as she can fit in there. I can fit in there, so there's anything bigger than me. She's going to be down there vaping. So, <laughs> we, we had it tiled. The kitchen tile we had retiled, and we, we made them do it into this tiny little nook under the stairs. Yeah, the guy got in there and did it. And then my wife, um, who's amazing, rewired it. That's what she did today. She put wood paneling in She put paneling up. She put bins in. She put trim in. She put wood putty in. You got her this it. giant dinosaur pillow. The wallpaper's on the way. I, I, I The pillow was my idea. Yeah. So it was a collaboration. Granny was, G got her these dinosaur pictures from Ikea. She can put up on the wall. I love it because I can be like, hey, 
it fucking be cool if like we we built like a cool little play floor for our daughter under like the stairs and Rebecca will be like yes let's do it I'm like hell yeah I will watch the baby so you can do this we left her to go and get by burritos. watch the baby I mean I will let the baby watch you work <laughs> until you can't take it anymore <laughs> I want her to see her mother working we left her like to go get burritos when she was dealing with heavy duty electricity <laughs> like she's a certified engineer yeah she's a professional engineer stamping everything I think she can handle wiring some LED lights for, for Lil's Pee Wee Playhouse Came back and her feelings were welded together. What have we been watching? We watched. We watching WandaVision. WandaVision is great. It's yeah. unraveling rapidly, so I'm excited to see where it goes. What? Because this is the first. This is our intro into Phase Four of yeah. the MCU. So where it's gonna go? Who knows? I can't oh. believe we're already in Phase Four. I mean, I'm a, I'm a Marvel nerd and. I've seen every Marvel what? movie opening Is Longshot going to be in Phase 4 or we'll have to wait for Phase 5? I don't know. I've, I, Longshot was supposed to be in Guardians. When they got to Shatterstar, I Adam was Warlock like, we're, was almost, to be we're almost there. We're, but yeah, we're almost they keep on teasing. They teased Adam Warlock and then the you them in it. He was yeah. in one of the tubes, right? The Collector had him yeah. or something? Yeah. Well, James Gunn wanted to put... Longshot in and they nixed it so I don't know what's going to happen with Longshot or because I mean like they could introduce Mojo as a villain that would be cool he throws knives and his superpower is luck and he has hollow bones and he only has four fingers they already have they already have a hero in the universe with luck that's true yeah, Domino. Sorry. yeah they're not going to do two characters they're like who's luckier what happens if they meet that's like Everyone always talks about what if the juggernaut meets blah blah. blah well, they're saying that that the next well, Deadpool, what if Domino, and Longshot play high stakes poker. Who's going to win? They are saying that the next Deadpool is taking place in the MCU. So yeah, that's going to be awesome. It's going to be the first rated R movie in the MCU. What about Logan? It's on the MCU. It's Fox. It's Fox, you guys. Yeah. Well, now, but that's the big thing: is are they going to get Hugh Jackman? Because I know they said no, but I, they got him. They 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 should get him. He jacks him Wolverine this long. He doesn't get to be Wolverine in the MCU. He yeah. wasn't even their top choice. I know. They wanted the Doug Ray Scott, right? But it was like, yeah. It was a chain of events that Stanley Kubrick. Stanley Kubrick is responsible for Hugh Jackman being Wolverine. It's a crazy thing. And it's related to Mission Impossible. But anyway. I'm almost done with Dune. I got this book that I really wanted to read called Sapiens about like... And I've tried to read it like five times. It's drivel. I can't get I've, into it. I've read it. It's bad. It's It was what so highly about? recommended. Yeah. It's like this... It's a, it's a history of... It's basically like a history book about starting... It was in that like guns, germs, and steel ilk. Yeah. Yeah. The history of humans oh, right. and their development and evolution... Tells you why you should get up early in the morning. Why should I? I don't to, know. To work out in... Oh, we named our gym downstairs. Wait, you can help us decide. We, we had it... We got an awesome workout room. It's got a TV. It's got a Roku. It's got an Skier's Edge. You got a bike. And you got a uh, Nautilus weight rack. Yeah. 
And the name of our gym is Folds Gym. Okay, that was the response I was hoping. The name <laughs> of our gym is Crease Fit. Folds Gym. The name of I like our Folds gym <laughs> is Frogs North. That's too inside. Uh, Frogs Gym in San Diego? It's an awesome gym, dude. We're just north. We're just a little bit NorCal. Sweat Brothers? I like Folds Gym. Folds Gym. Because why? Because we have Arnold. Because we have Foldy Folds. Oh, because Arnold Schwarzenegger. White Beach. What does Arnold have to do with Fold? Gold? No, Fold. I'm, I'm aware. Folds Gym. Folds Gym it is. Folds Gym. Oh, do you know how we end the podcast? No. Thought I'm going to find out when you end the podcast. Love you, bro. 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 I love normalizing men showing affection for each other. Yeah. Love bros. Love bros. Love bro. Love you, bro. Love you, bro. Love bro. Love you, 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 bro.